mock me if you dare. Who actually believes this bunkum? What's your name? Casey. Give me the tesseract or I'll gut you like a fish, Casey. What's a fish? So unsophisticated, X5. I can't believe you were D.B. Cooper. Come on. I was young and I lost a bet to Thor. Don't die isn't the plan. There's a general demand of living. Did you say that cocoa machine? Yeah. See you again someday. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, an MC retrospective, the show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo, and I am being joined by Peaches and Chris, my two favorite guys. <laughs> Peaches and Chris. What and kind of join are we making? Three guys. Uh, Is that like a left outer join or an inner join? I don't understand the joke that you're making, to be honest. It's a sequel joke. It's, it's definitely going over my head. It's a... Okay, never mind. Help! I'm I need somebody. Held, I'm being held hostage by my brain. Sorry, Peach. Uh, it's okay. Made a fucking sequel joke on a podcast. Well, you could probably tell by the title of this episode, but we're we're doing a, a little double feature. Because we were a little busy last week, but we're going to be uh, talking about episodes three and four. And I think Sorry. it actually kind of... Works better this way. I think these two episodes kind of go together. Um, and I think uh, it'll actually work out pretty well that we're talking about them both at the same time. Especially with the way with number four ends and then there's no more Loki forever. Yeah, what if... The, the end. <laughs> what if episodes five and six are just like 50 minutes of black screen? They put out a trailer for the second half of the... Or the last two episodes, which I did not watch. Yeah, I was like... I'd like to imagine that it was just, ha ha, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's that funeral scene from Endgame, except it's every person that's ever been in the MCU. <laughs> so it takes two episodes. Yeah. That's funny. It's actually just a bunch of Loki variants standing. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a Loki... Uh, like Nick Fury. Alligator Loki's there, of course. I want to see the giant, like the frost giant Loki, pick up a bench and throw it into the lake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and give someone tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Paul Rudd Loki. Yeah, yeah, give the ant Loki tacos. Yeah. <laughs> ant Loki. What about Uncle Loki? <laughs> well, first we're going to talk know. about episode three, 1893. Wait a second. Before you before you even get into this, I just want to say, as one third of the group who prepares notes for this podcast, Rachel Page, we miss you. Yeah. We miss you. Come back. Write more synopsis for the episodes, please. You are the best at doing it. We're the best at stealing your work, and we miss you because <laughs> everyone else sucks at writing synopsis for these. Including us. They're too, especially us. They're too <laughs> but opinionated. especially Collider. If you try to look up a, a, a synopsis of any of these episodes, everyone puts their two cents in, and we're trying to be... We want no sense. We, no, want, no, we want our sense yeah, in. We yeah, we want ours we want in there. Give us a senseless summary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you're out there, or if someone knows you and they, and they can coerce you into writing again... <laughs> Come back. Okay, go ahead. Episode 3, 19, I'm sorry, 18, 93, written by Eric Martin, Kasra Farhani, and Jason O'Leary, and it's directed by Kasra Farhani. Loki, season 2, episode 3, finally catches up with Ravona Renslayer, who meets with Miss Minutes in 1868 Chicago on the sacred 
timeline. Miss Minutes hands Renslayer a package and tells her to leave it on a specific windowsill nearby. The package contains a copy of the Time Variance Authority notebook, which finds its way into the hands of a young Victor Timely. Back at the TVA, Loki, Mobius, OB, B-15, and Casey troubleshoot the Loom Room's busted blast doors. That was excellent prose. I agree. The Loom Room's busted blast doors. (laughs) (laughs) I played bass for Loom Room's busted blast doors. Wow, he gave you such a long time to pick that one up. I was going to leave it for somebody else. No, you weren't. I I didn't play bass for them. He's not going to lie about bands he wasn't in. That's true. Obi reiterates that he who remains... Obi reiterates that with he who remains dead, not Obi reiterates that he who remains dead. (laughs) He who remains dead. (laughs) He who remains dead shall never live again. (laughs) I played bass for he who remains dead. Wow. (laughs) That would actually be a really good band name. I I really like that. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, but that also kind of sounds like a Christian metal band. No. That's the opposite of Jesus. That is the the irony. That's the exact opposite. It's the irony. Yeah, but why would a Christian metal band be ironic about Jesus? I don't know. I played bass for edgy. ironic about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> to be edgy, I don't know. <laughs> why are Christian rock bands? I don't know. I Switchfoot. I'll ask Reliant K. Who are you going to ask? <laughs> You've named the two I know. Uh, ask Skillet. Fl- ask um, I'll ask Sixpence None the Richer before they switch to mainstream. Apparently, you could ask the killers. I heard. Really? I yeah, heard the I killers are TikTok. Christian rock. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I hear anything nowadays, it's because I watched a TikTok and someone told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard this thing. Did you watch that on TikTok? Yes. <laughs> hmm. Miss Minutes is the only one who can fix the doors and save their asses. Really? <laughs> wow. I told you this. The right. Slims were, page could never. The Slims were picking. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is from, where's this from? Escapist magazine. Wow. Oh, yeah. Escapist. Okay. Yeah, I want to escape. You know what? Synopsis. You 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 pointed me to Collider and uh, you hardly co- know her. And I hardly knew her, so it was weird. And also, Collider only had like a Easter eggs article. Oh, so if you just wanted to talk about the Easter eggs, I forget who I used last time. I said it in the uh, um, and forget it. Yeah, <laughs> you literally I, I said, said it, it and, and forget it. it. Oh, it was a place called Sideshow, which I never I'm heard shrugging of. Shrugging right now, listener. and have never will never hear of again. Yeah, Loki and Mobius head off to find her, while Ob, B fifteen, and Casey remain on damage control. Do you guys feel better about the way this episode started? That there was no like things because from what your guys perspective were oh yeah yeah me too like there were things that happened behind the scenes between episodes that you felt like yes i i thought so and i think reintroducing ravona here was an interesting way to start the episode yeah and and it motivated everything that came after it uh it explains why loki and mobius went to chicago and all that i think it was a great opening Mm -hmm. i agree it did not feel like there was a bunch that we missed (laughs) Loki and Mobius find Miss Minutes and Renslayer at the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. I did really like that transition. Yeah. Yo, there's a... Wait a second. There's a lot of Natalie Holt we didn't talk about oh, already. Oh, my goodness. Yes. The, the opening... The the, 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 the ragtime Marvel fanfare. Yeah, that was great. The uh, When they went into the building to see Victor Timely and the band was playing one of her Loki themes in ragtime. Yeah. Uh, and then they had that like 
the that Oompa transition with the it. circle thing. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Uh, they, it, the Natalie Holt Miss, didn't do that. Miss but. Minutes turning into a black and white old timey yes. cartoon. Yeah, that was that really was funny. Cool. Uh, man, I just I, I loved a lot about this episode. Mm-hmm. Both these episodes, really. Spoiler warning: I thought they were both better than episode two. As a <laughs> as a Disney nerd, did you feel things about the World's Fair? I mean, that's not the World's Fair that Disney was at. I know, but, uh, but, but just yeah, in general, I, I, I like, as as a Men in Black fan, I feel things about the World's <laughs> yeah. Fair. I uh, I actually enjoyed. <laughs> there's a book about this World's Fair that I really want to read. I think it's called Murder at the White City or something like that. Because mm. he mentions White City and H.H. Um, H. Holmes, who was widely considered the first serial killer in American history. Hmm. Uh, there were rumors that he had a murder hotel Ooh. where people would stay at his hotel and he'd kill them. That sounds great. No one knows how many people he actually killed. Some people think that that's maybe a bit, bit of an exaggeration. Hmm. There's a video game that just came out, one of the Dark Pictures Oh, oh really? The, the most recent one is about him. Wait, I was just looking. I was just on their website looking those up, and I, uh, the name is right there in my brain, but I can't yeah, think of it. Because I, I, I just played... Angela um, was watching one of the streamers she likes playing. It. I just played Until Dawn. Again, oh, yeah, Again, yeah. for like the seventh time, but... I need to finish that. You've never finished Until no, Dawn? No, no. We were doing a playthrough. The Chris, Quarry. Right? Uh, no, we were doing The Quarry. The Quarry is what we were Same doing. Same company. Yes. Yeah, I never finished Until Dawn. We were doing the quarry. Yeah, we, we need never, to go back and finish the we quarry. We need to go back and finish the quarry for Danny, sure. Danny, if you're listening. Danny, <laughs> Patron can you Dan, he was me? he was the other one playing with us. <laughs> Angela says it to me every once in a while. She goes, we need to play the quarry. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm here. <laughs> it's the other people we need to get uh, get get playing again. So I'll play. Yeah, Just... All right. We'll, we'll say the word. Mom. Uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me is okay. uh, yeah, yeah. the one that just came out, or last year. Hmm. Um, and the book that I was talking about, Murder in the... <clears throat> the Devil in the White City, excuse me. Do you think that hotel still operates with the same... I would love to check in. To the murder <laughs> <laughs> hotel? Yeah. You have some people you'd like to... <laughs> Bring on a vacation with me. you. Just no. me. Just me. Solo vacation. That's dark. You didn't have to bring any bags. Checking in for one, please. <laughs> I didn't bring anything with me, no, and I'm going to chain myself is, to the bed. This is way, way, way <laughs> out of here, but anytime I think of hotels now, I think of that Key and Peel sketch with the continental breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't seen I'll that one. I'll have what I'm having. <laughs> I'll have what I'm having. You haven't seen that one? No, okay. I'll be watching it's that later. It's so fucking it's dumb. It's very funny. But it's really funny. Uh, it's very funny. That one and the D&D one are two of my favorites. I haven't seen the I D&D one. I haven't seen that one either. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're going to do a Key and Peele watch after this Okay. Spot. Excellent. Cool. So Loki and Mobus find Miss Minutes and Red Slayer. Mobus. <laughs> I was going to keep going, but of course. Can't let Mobus slide. <laughs> At the 1993... World's Fair in Chicago, where Victor Timely is presenting a prototype of the temporal loom. Realizing that Timely is he who remains, Loki proposes a change of plan. Kidnap Timely and bring him back to the TVA to fix the loom. We have not, and we're going to talk about it very briefly, very, very, very briefly, because I don't think we're at a point where it's time to talk about it yet. We've not talked about anything happening with Jonathan Majors. We understand that there are ongoing uh, court cases involving him. Once all of that is resolved, you know, we'll 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 say our two cents about it. But for now, I, I think it's best for us to just kind of it's not our 
It's not there yet, right? Yeah. Accusations yeah. have been made. It's, yeah, it's a very complicated, confusing situation. Right. At the and moment. one that is still very much ongoing. And yeah. We're, you know, we'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that out. I will say, however, that in this episode, um, it's very clear that there are two actors that are like a cut above everyone else, and it is Tom Hiddleston and Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Uh, the two of them acting-wise are, they're not like acting circles around everyone because everyone's doing a good job, but it's very clear that the two of them are like on another level. Yeah, Hiddleston has just years of inhabiting this character on his side, and then Majors, every time he plays a new version of Kang... He finds some interesting angle. Um, personally, I think in this episode and and the and the one following it, he gives a better performance than he did as King the Conqueror in Quantumania. <laughs> I think so too. That's isn't that so interesting? He's uh, just so quirky. I like would Victor say Timely I, is so I would quirky. say King the Conqueror so far is my number three version of King. Yeah, <laughs> King, he's so the worst one. And I'm not yeah. counting the the rest that showed up in the post credit scene. Uh, yeah, will you rank all three hundred of those? Please? Okay, yeah. uh, the one that looked that uh, was green uh, is number four. Uh, <laughs> okay. Number five is the one that was just going whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, number six is Ramatut. Okay. <laughs> number seven's Amortis. Okay. Um, number eight uh, is in the seventeenth row, um, <laughs> four over from the left side of the screen. I remember um, that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. He had a helmet on. King the seventeenth row. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's enough for now. I want okay. to bring something up, and I'm going to bring it up now before I forget. That once again has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Cool. Uh, the new what? run of Ultimate Spider-Man is. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, about yes, it. Yes, the Hickman, uh, Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, one. So yeah. he's writing Spider-Man as if he got bit later in life. So he's already married to MJ. He already has kids, and ah. then he gets bit and becomes Spider-Man. So I think he's like, in, he's like in his forties or something yeah, and becomes yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, I think I've seen just the cover for that. Interesting idea. Absolutely. I really like good? that. I haven't seen It hasn't come out it's, yet. Yeah, oh. just the premise just is, yeah, just yeah. the premise has been released. Hmm. But it sounds really, really interesting. And I'm very excited to pick that up. To re-up my Marvel Unlimited subscription. Yeah. Well, Marvel Unlimited gets it late, right? They don't I think get, they three get, months late yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. It used to be six. To me, this is one of those where I want to like go pick it up. Like I want to pick it up when it comes out. Well, we do need to scout around comic shops for Lorcana anyway. Oh my goodness. That's a PSA for Sore spot. maybe <laughs> recommendations. No, I recommended it last week and it was like, don't bother until there's something yeah. to buy. Yeah, don't give away <laughs> our secret. I recommend you not go buy those. That game sucks. <laughs> Nobody buy it unless you're gifting it to us. <laughs> Uh, realizing that Timely is he who remains, Loki proposes a change of plan, kidnap Timely, and bring him back to the TVA to fix the loom. The reason I wanted to bring that up is because Loki's face of terror when he sees Victor Timely is incredible. He's, oh, yeah. It, it's very convincing that he is very terrified of this person. You have to be a good actor to be scared of that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Time. This episode, I think, is the most Owen Wilson episode for Owen Wilson. I think he is yes. as Owen Wilson yeah. as someone might expect him to be. Wow, you made him sound like this big, terrifying figure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Owen's here. Wait. <laughs> Keep going. Mr. Wilson? What are you doing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good chow. You Good chow. <laughs> I just think that like most of his dialogue in this is like just him being silly. Like, you're serious. I'm over here perusing. I'm, you know... Checking the food, I, you know, I have my angles, you have yours. Do you know what I really liked, uh, which this uh, didn't mention, was it didn't when mention they, a lot. When they, yeah, I know. <laughs> when they, 
they go by that pavilion that's about Norse mythology. And oh, yeah. I loved that. That was great. Loki just feeling weird about being left out. I loved the bit about, and why'd they put Balder there? No one's ever heard of him. Yeah, they have Balder the Brave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a little bit of God of War vibes yeah. from there. I was like, yeah. I've heard of Balder. I beat the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand under the mistletoe with anyone else but me. <laughs> mistletoe kills Balder. Yeah, I know. That's not a spoiler. That's mythology. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but but that was cool, and and I liked I liked Mobius being like, yeah. Sometimes I forget you're one of them. You're a god. That's cool. The presentation ends. Timely sells the loom, and Mobius, Loki, and Renslayer all scramble to reach him first. The man who bought the loom from Timely angrily brandishes a bundle of frayed cables, decrying the machine is fake and sending his cronies after the frazzled inventor. Moby, Lokius, and Renslayer join the chase, but Timely proves slippery. This this writer did not mention the man with the the leg extending pants. <laughs> oh yes, that's I an important that. person. To the councilman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I love in that scene when like he's complaining to Victor that they're not working, and Jonathan Majors. I don't know if you guys noticed this. He like stoops really low to talk to him. <laughs> he like crouches and he's like, you look taller to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he invades them all long enough to hitch a ride on a nearby Ferris wheel uh, where Loki is able to corner him. As Loki pleads with Timely to come to the TVA with him, Sylvie appears and attacks them both. The confrontation ends with Sylvie vanishing again, Timely escaping with Renslayer and Miss Minutes, and Loki and Mobius left in the dust. At Timely's house... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that this episode, like this scene and then some of the next episode really kind of addressed some of the questions we had about what Sylvie was going on about, I think. Um, So it kind of gave us her point of view on it. Right. Well, and there's like a lot of complexity there. We're, we haven't talked about it yet, but there's the point where, you know, she's he's like sitting there and he's like, you don't know me. You don't know oh, yeah, that was what great. I'm capable of. And you can you can like see, oh, like she sees herself she's in like, him. This you, is literally me, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was a really interesting way to spin that. She's yeah. like, huh, I do that. Uh, at Timely's house, Renslayer and Miss Minutes explain everything that has happened. Timely takes them to his lab via ship, and the three manage to escape the city undetected. After Renslayer reveals it was she who left the TVA guidebook at Timely's window, Miss Minutes and Timely betray her during the voyage, stranding her in a rowboat and continuing on to the lab without her. I mean, sort of, writer guy. This is the one part of the episode I didn't like. Really? I didn't like the the idea that... This person that he met five seconds ago wasn't into him, so he was going to abandon her. I agree with you. It felt, sorry, it felt very incel. It was very, it was super weird it, for him to be, him to be uh, her. What did she say? She called him a partner? And he's yes. like, partner? Mm-hmm. I must betray this person. Yeah. I I think I, for me, I just kind of wrote it off as Miss Minutes is the one who's really kind of manipulating him. We don't know what Miss Minutes said to him after she went to sleep. Sure. Yeah, but the way that but yeah, the, the way, way that he, he like, looks eh. in the camera, he pulls his hand away, yeah. and he's like, eh, "Well, if you don't like me, then yeah, that's the part that I found weird." Yeah, it felt really slimy. The yeah. way, the way. I mean, if you want to make it better, quote unquote, I don't know how much this helps. If he thinks that she's just in it, not uh, to be the partner, 
then that gives Miss Minutes the end to be like, oh, she's going to be your partner and then she's going to take over and that's your that's your birthright. And mm. so it that's a way that, I mean, you could kind of squint and make it not sure. as incelly, but who knows? <laughs> incelly. Or you could have also taken it, I guess, as partner. No, I'm the one in charge here type yeah. of. I guess he does but, say like, in the scene right before he gets chased by everybody, he says like, I don't do partners, like I work alone. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's maybe that's maybe. what it is. is he's it. like, wait, partner, no. Mm-hmm. Partner, no. Sheriff Woody. Partner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the problem. He barely knows her, so he doesn't want to be her partner. It literally uh, is. Yeah. That is true. At the lab, wow. Miss Minutes asks Timely to give her a body. An so actual sex. physical <laughs> body so she can help him leave. Honestly, <laughs> you're probably not. I don't think you're wrong. That's 100% what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been. No, she says, I was just your thing. I could have been your girl. Yeah. And I, I love what they do with Miss Minutes when in she these like two episodes. goes up against the mannequin and, it, and her, her oh, eyes yeah. get real like extra pretty. That, her turning into the giant Miss Minutes back at the World's Fair. Yeah. They, just, they gave Tara Strong so much to do and I love it. Yeah. You know, that's great. Tara Strong, one of the great, greatest voice actresses of all time, probably. Mm-hmm. And I love that they made Miss Minutes so much more of a character in this. Um, they really kind of gave her a lot to play with. It was really cool. Having her kind of be the scheming one behind a lot of what's going on mischievous ai like ultron but cooler i played bass for mischievous ai oh (laughs) she grows angry with him (laughs) when he hesitates prompting him to switch her off instead of what she wanted which is for her to switch her on (laughs) for him to switch her on yeah I, i did my best moments later an armed and angry renslayer appears and threatens timely loki and mobius breathlessly burst in to find renslayer holding him to at Prune point? Yeah, so uh, is that pruning device one that she brought that was transformed to look like it was from 1893? Or is that like his prototype? I'm, I thought he had a line about like, be careful with that. My guess is that's his prototype. But I thought she said where she got that from. I, I don't remember. I don't recall. She, I, I, she, I believe she says I got this from... Your predecessor, or something like that. I don't oh, know. okay. That's I, don't, right. I don't remember. Uh, Sylvie intervenes, allowing Loki, Mobius, and Timely to return to the TVA while she deals with Renslayer. Instead of killing Renslayer, Sylvie kicks her through a time door. A disoriented Renslayer finds herself in the same room where Sylvie stabbed. He who remains at the end of Loki season one. Now, trapped hmm. at the end of time, Renslayer switches Miss Minutes back on. Minutes, still fuming at Timely for his cowardice, offers Renslayer a bit of information that she promises will make her real angry. And that's where the latest episode of Loki ends. <laughs> they really glossed over like the most important part of that scene, which was... That Sylvie kicks everyone through time doors? Oh, yeah, that. And, and <laughs> Sylvie deciding to spare Victor after he's like, that's not me. You don't know who I... You, yeah. know, you know who I'm going to become because that's right. kind of the same thing that he's saying to Miss Minutes as she's going on. Oh, you know, you and I used to do this and this, but that wasn't me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then like like Eduardo said, Sylvie coming to the realization that if she kills Timely because of what she knows about he who remains, that's no different than her getting pruned by uh, by Renslayer. Mm-hmm being pulled from her timeline for something that she doesn't even know what she did. Right. Do you think we'll ever know 
Do you think that they just have? They're going to hold that the over our head forever. The fact that they showed that specific clip again in the uh, yeah. in the recap, I think that we will find out. I would really like to know, and I hope yeah. it's not a Hawkeye watch situation. I am so sorry, Every, everybody yeah. listening. Drink every episode that we say <laughs> anything about the Hawkeye watch. <laughs> I don't want that to. We're be the another only ones one. that remember it. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't want that to be another situation like that. I want it to be meaningful. Personally. And a little bit selfishly, I want to be right that she's not a Loki. But that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. Well, you're wrong. You don't know that. <laughs> I do. No, you don't. <laughs> Nobody knows. No, we know. We don't know. <laughs> we we but we do know. Who? Who's we? All of us who saw that scene <laughs> where she was living in Asgard, being Loki. That was none of Really? You you slept through that episode. I did. Okay, because they, yeah. they had a flashback where Renslayer comes and... Yeah, we had a flashback where they come through a time door to a set of steps... I don't understand you! ...where she's sitting, playing with dolls, and then they take her away. And the surveillance dork was there, right? Yes, and Mephisto was there. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing his watch. Yes. All right, so what do we think of this one? Where do we rate episode three? I'm going to give it 8.5 giant miss minutes out of 10. Hey, wait. That's what I did. You looked on my phone. Did I? Is it down there? No. No, it's not. I I like this episode. I did like it better than episode two. I think, spoiler alert, that two is, since we're doing a double episode, this is a spoiler alert. Uh, I think two is now the is, is for sure the weakest episode of the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one was like nice, t- and it wasn't. Again, it wasn't bad. It just didn't feel as Loki as Loki should feel. So episode three was nice to come back to. I really liked how like whimsical it felt because of just the setting, what they were doing, Natalie Holt existing mm-hmm. and being the fucking goat. Um, but all that said, um, I don't think it's like a perfect episode either. Um, so I gave it 8.5 wizard gentleman out of 10. <laughs> Um, I just really liked this episode. It was such a great return to form. It had some of those stuff. It had a bit of that Loki and Mobius time cops thing going on that, that we like. Um, it had some great music. I think that kind of bumps it up even half a point for me. So I'm going to go ahead and give it nine murder hotels that we know are just off screen and they're not talking about out of 10. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, I thought this was a good episode. I agree with you that I think that the like the whimsy of it, I think something that Loki does really well that we don't have enough of in the in the MCU in my opinion is use sound design and set design almost as a character. Like you could argue that the TVA is a character. That the the set, the 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 way everything is placed. So it it has like its what own if the TVA is a character. It's Miss Minutes. Sure. <laughs> but like like the room that's just a bunch of glass doors that all have a slice of pie in them. Yeah. You know, the little machine that you can get hot chocolate and also soup out of. It's like, some of the most fun production design. Yeah. yeah. And it just it it, it, it adds so much flavor. Uh, seasoning. You know, you know how much I love my seasoning. It adds <laughs> seasoning. Salt bang over here <laughs> while you're saying this uh, to the show, to the already great writing and acting that is happening. Um, 
And I thought that was on display again with the whole World's Fair thing. And then anytime we go back to the TVA, it's just a treat. Loki is, I think, one of those shows where even if you hadn't seen you know, some of these locations, if they showed you just a still of the location, you could probably go, oh, that, that must be from Loki because it has such a distinct look. The yeah. way it's shot, mm-hmm. the, the colors, uh, the just the art style, everything about it, it really has a personality of its own. Yep. Yeah, even uh, outside of the TVA. In a way that yeah. a lot of uh, the Marvel stuff doesn't. People always talk about, oh, all Marvel stuff looks the same. And that's not 100% true. Um, but there is cert- there are certainly some things that kind of tend towards a very specific like color palette and everything. Um, and, you know, they, they do break out of that more than people give them credit for. Uh, but also probably not nearly enough. Yeah. But but man, Loki is one of the ones that really goes for it, and I love it. Well, now we're on to episode four, Heart of the TVA, written by Eric Martin and Catherine Blair, and directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. All right, now this episode fucking slaps. There's my spoiler. Okay. Woo. Oh. I'm <laughs> I'm the wooing Kang now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh! All right, that was Umbaku. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> 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 ooh, ooh. Miss Minutes reveals via memories projected on the wreckage of He Who Remains Domain that Renslayer was He Who Remains' trusted ally, a powerful woman who made a difference in the war. But He Who Remains betrayed her and had her memory wiped. The memory ends. Outraged, Renslayer asks what they should do next. Do you guys think that it is a coincidence uh, or a future thing or Marvel being shitlords that the protocol was Protocol 42? Because 42 is a significant number in Marvel. Miles Morales. Oh. Um, from I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with Miles. Well, no. I don't mean Miles I, specifically. I mean that... Earth 42 is an important place. If it's a reference to anything, I think it's a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Really? Yeah. The, life, the, the, the life, answer to life, the yeah, universe, and everything. Yeah. Is to wipe everyone's mind. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Victor okay. Timely arrives at the Time Variance Authority via Time Door, still shaken by everything that's happening. Timely does a bit of exploring before Loki, Mobius, B-15, and Sylvie catch up with him. Timely eventually agrees to help them fix the temporal loom. Loki and Mobius take Timely to the loom room, where Obi and Casey are still troubleshooting the device. Obi and Timely meet, realizing who the other is, and proceed to geek out over the TVA guidebook. The two of them have wonderful chemistry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like them fanboying over each other. I really liked Obi saying the line about the snake eating its own tail. I didn't like that. No? It was way too on the nose for me. It's like, yeah, we get it. You're Boros. Hey, <laughs> some people don't get it. I don't okay. know. Well, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't probably. like hate it or anything. <laughs> I was just like, well, that was a little too on the nose for me. What was the weird... <sighs> there was a thing that was really stupid, that I thought was really stupid and on the nose like that from Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah, that I liked. And you loved it. Oh, yeah, it, it was... Even when I'm out, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. See, I love that. No, that may, we don't make <laughs> any one, sense. The one good thing about Secret Invasion. <laughs> we don't make any sense. Uh, I especially man. love when they are like about to sign each other's copy yes, of the handbook. That's very funny. Did you guys notice that after Sylvie was like, 
hey, maybe we do this later and fix the loom now. They pan the camera to the left, and Casey disappointedly puts his <laughs> copy of the TV handbook <laughs> because it looked like he was about to also have that's, that's so funny. hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to go back and yeah. just watch that. That is so funny. <laughs> uh, I also love how much they're just throwing out the rules of t- of you know end game time travel and doing. You know what? Yes, everything is a loop now. Yeah, you your work inspired him, which inspired him mm-hmm. so who came up with the first don't worry about it fries <laughs> his own grandfather yeah whoa yeah i love that kind of stuff yeah time travel baby that's you gotta well, you do that there is a there is that line in this one that i considered uh as fourth wall breaking loki talking to us where right after he prunes himself he's like this will all make sense i promise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that was the writers being like just hold on also which congratulations uh, on calling that one yeah, since you brought it up, I wasn't gonna, you know, you know how to hate taking victory laps. Yeah, and hate being right about stuff. Who are you taking stuff. a victory, a victory vap? A victory <laughs> <laughs> vap. Anyway, uh, we didn't say you were gonna be wrong. We're happy for you, man. Okay, then let me take my victory lap in peace. All right. I did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> this is me clapping and nothing else. <laughs> Us. Nope. (laughs) Damn it. I wasn't quick enough. (laughs) That's all of them. (laughs) Obi outlines a plan. Toy Story 3. Obi outlines. I guess he wasn't directed. He was just in it. Obi outlines a plan to scale the temporal loom's capacity so it can handle the new timeline branches. But he warns them that the temporal radiation levels outside the blast doors have increased dramatically. Obi and Timely start putting the final touches on their plan with Mo- while Mobius, Loki, and Sylvie clear out to let them work. Sylvie confronts Mobius about his cavalier attitude and deuces that he hasn't even gone to visit the timeline from which he was abducted. Yeah, I think she put that in much better perspective than uh, X5 did when he was yelling at Mobius. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was a much better way to handle it, even though Sylvie was mad. Um but also, I kind of, at the same time, I'm like, y- you want to put all the hands in the cookie jar? Like, those are the three smart people. I clearly cannot help with this situation, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, I kind of erred on the side of Mobius for that one. Pie I'm is like, a great coping mechanism. Right. Like, what am I going to do while I wait? You know? <laughs> Nothing. You want me to visit my timeline, ride a jet ski? Like I feel like that's how just people with that type of personality think, you know? What do you mean? That's like a very type A thing to be like... Oh, like time to lean, time to clean. Right, yeah. Like yeah. we need to be doing something right now. Like we, this is wasted time. Yeah. We also have a lot of knowledge of what's been going on the TVA that Sylvie does not, which Loki yeah. finally is able to speak to her about it later in this episode. Yeah. I don't think they. Uh, I don't think this guy mentions their talk. It doesn't look like really he mentions their the talk. other most important scene in this episode. Yeah, I don't My think goodness. there's only seven bullet points here, so I don't think he does. Okay. I thought that was a really good. I mean, I I think everybody probably called the very last line that they have, where she's like, "We're playing God," and yeah. he's like, "We are, we are gods." gods. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But like, he makes a good point, right? Like, so, that's kind of their role. In a way. Yeah. And, you know, they did kill the guy who 
was pulling all the strings before, so whose responsibility should that fall on? And I think that he at least, you know, he talks about, like, watching over Timely and, like, protecting him, but not, like, you know, guiding in any particular way. Yeah. But just kind of, like, pulling the string. I don't know. It's it's I, it's it's an idea that I think they're going to keep coming back to over the next two well, yeah, episodes. It's, it's, there's a lot of hypocrisy in there. Yeah. Um, but also, there's a little, you know, like, I don't necessarily 100% agree with Loki here. I think Loki is perhaps a little too fearful of his own mortality and is like, well, I'm doing this for the greater good, similar to how Victor Timely was, but you know, who, why is it your choice? What the greater good even is? I mean, yes, there is. I mean, I think this is like an anarchist like perspective, I guess, but like, yes, there's chaos, but at least there's choice in chaos. Whereas, you know, there's perfect order, but no one gets to choose anything. I feel like this is a very like old conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, you have to remember that this Loki is still maybe a week out from Avengers. Yeah. And he gives that big speech in Avengers about how freedom and choice are like the great, uh, I forget exactly what he says, but he he says they're bad and they make us sad. Uh, (laughs) And now he's trying to come around to, you know, well, we can't take your free will because maybe he never even believed that. He was just saying that. Because he wanted to rule. He was so single-minded in that. But, you know, now he has to try to balance But if you remember- doing what he thinks will protect the universes while also he's trying to figure out, you know, what what is the role of free will? What is his role in all of that since he played a part in changing everything? He does want the TVA to be better, but he's still not 100% sure what that means. He's still trying to grapple with can I be a good guy? You know, he's got a lot on his mind right now. Well, he has that speech. Is that the one that you were talking about in episode one? He's talking about Avengers. I'm talking about Avengers. So he has a speech that's a similar one in episode one. Yeah, he's, where, he's calling back to it. Yeah. Right, where Mobius is talking to him and is like, what comes next, right? Like, you be, you're king of Asgard, or you're king of Midgard, and then he's like, what's next? And he's like, I'm king of the universe. He's like, well, all right, well, then what are you doing then? And he's like, well, I'm going to eliminate free will because that's the problem with everything. And it's like a very... It's him sort of going back to those same thought processes and ideals. And and Sylvie is just so extremely pro-free will. And I think that's kind of bringing him around to that idea, but he's still not 100% sure that they did the right thing in the first place by killing he who remains. Mm-hmm. And I think he's... Loki, you know, his whole thing as a trickster archetype is that he's always supposed to be like two or three steps ahead of everybody else. And for most of this series, he has been behind. And I think that makes him extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Meanwhile, Judge Gambit. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that we had Gambit in the MCU now. Wow, finally. <laughs> and B-15. And she's the lady from Game of Thrones. And B-15 convened to discuss how to deal with she's General Dots. Yeah. She's in the veil. Remember with the boy? She has the son. That's the weird one. Oh no, that's no, Docs. That, that that's Docs. You said oh, Gambit. My bad. You're right. Yeah, it's, it is Gambit. Because because I, I remembered you told us uh, like yeah, 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 a couple yeah, yeah, episodes yeah. ago that that was, and I was like, another one? <laughs> no, no, no. You're another right. Another one. Right. You're gonna reveal Judge Gambit is secretly Channing Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> what? Because he was rumored to be doing Gambit. that. Because he was rumored to do that Gambit movie for however many years. Oh my god! Oh right, he yeah. Supposedly still wants to do it, but like you just can't get it off the ground. Hmm. 
B-15 visits Docs, Brad Wolf, and their conspirators in an attempt to reason with them. She asks for their help, which Docs angrily refuses. Later, while Docs, Wolf, and the other prisoners discuss their options, a time door materializes in their cell and outstep Renslayer and Miss Minutes. Docs refuses Renslayer's offer to join her, prompting Miss Minutes to activate the machine Loki and Mobius used on Wolf in Episode 2. Renslayer uses the machine to crush Docs and her followers, leaving only Wolf alive, which is perhaps the most disturbing scene in the entire MCU. It was... I don't think that's perhaps. Even even though they didn't show it, it was one of those things where not showing it was just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, the, they <laughs> still had the screams. Yeah. And the, you know yeah. what was... There were a lot of moments... Not... Well... There were a lot of moments that dropped my jaw in this episode. This is obviously the first one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they didn't show it, but yeah, the screams, a little bit of crunching yeah. in the background. And then a few scenes later, B-15 finding the aftermath. Finding the aftermath. Face. But also thinking about like the fact that Miss Minutes the whole time looks very excited. Oh, yeah. She was like... That they're being crushed. Yeah. Um, Portal 2. When Cave Johnson is going on and on about burning people down with the lemons and GLaDOS is going, burn them all. Yes. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Like, she was really into watching them get crushed. And just like the silence after the screaming and the crunching and then silence yeah. was like, all right. <laughs> that was fucked up. Yep. Like, imagine they show literally any of that. Because anytime on screen those people were in the box, they weren't even close to close enough to be crushed. Yeah. They showed none of it, and it was still like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Renslayer and Miss Minutes continue their takeover, and Wolf reluctantly agrees. Wolf prunes one of his fellow hunters, kidnaps Timely, and brings him to Renslayer and Miss Minutes. And all, all Victor wanted was some hot yeah. cocoa. This guy, this guy just is trying to get straight to the point. This dude's not into foreplay. Yeah. He <laughs> just wants to get straight to the, the three minutes of fun, and then get out of here. All right. That man wanted hot chocolate so badly. Yeah. They're over there trying to make this device to save the universes. And he's like, but you're saying. It's a hot <laughs> Hold cocoa on. machine? <laughs> machine? Cocoa? Like, that's the <laughs> like, thing that broke his brain about the TVA, was that they have a machine that makes hot cocoa. Like, this man could not focus on anything else. He makes one cup turns around, hands it to the guy who's like, I'll take him, and thinks it's like the coolest thing he's ever seen. What a delightful fellow Victor Timely yeah, is. Like, having... I did not expect that at all. Such a good time. Well, like, it makes sense because, like, he comes from a time period where every invention is supposed to, like, change mankind, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure in his mind is like, how do you guys have so many inventions that someone decided to make something as frivolous <laughs> and stupid as a hot cocoa machine, yes. right? Like you could, there are all these other things you could invent to help humanity, <laughs> and here you have a hot cocoa machine. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that was a really fun scene. Like in this episode, that ends up being very serious, both from like a death's point of view and a plot point of view. There's a ton of fucking jokes in it. Yeah. Uh, and I just really thought that the balance of like funny and serious was well done in this episode. Yeah. I don't know if there's still going to be some kind of twist in the next two episodes, but I really like the idea that at least one of the Kang variants was actually a decent guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Wolf prunes one of his fellow hunters, kidnaps Timely, brings him to Renslayer in just minutes. Renslayer grills Timely about his temporal loom, but before she can get too far into her questioning, Miss Minutes abruptly goes offline and Loki covertly possesses Wolf. No, Miss uh, Sylvie does. Yeah, they cut out, they, they left out the part about how they have to shut off the... Um, reboot the system. To get rid of Miss yeah, Minutes. Yeah, it was not abruptly, it and was calculated. Yeah, it was very calculated. They, they shut it off because, oh... They left out the whole thing about Loki pruning Loki. They that, also that didn't left happen yet, did it? Yeah, because this is when this happens. Right because now. yeah, because Loki sees Loki from episode one. I thought that happened after with the phone ringing. No, because that's when they decide to shut it down. Because the phone ringing that we've been wondering about, like who's on the other phone, yeah. was Ob going? There you guys are. Oh <laughs> and then, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. they discuss if they should turn off. Reboot the system. You're right, and then they go. Why yes. did he leave? No foreplay with this guy. <laughs> yeah. No foreplay. No, he skipped. Some of the midplay too. I know. What the hell? Yeah. Come on, man. Okay. But, yeah, but you they, did celebrate. We did celebrate. We did. Thank you, everyone. Yes. You <laughs> the elevator kind of makes more sense because they had that really serious talk, and she was maybe like, "All right, fine, we'll try it your way." Yeah. So maybe it's cool that she's happy to see him. Yeah. Yeah. So that all made sense now. Self fulfilling and... prophecy, you know. Yeah. And and I really loved the mysterious phone just being OB and, and being so casual. <laughs> yeah. That was that was just a really funny reveal for me. And, you know, him saying, this is going to, like, it'll turn off the dampers that keep people from doing magic. Do it! Turn it off! Yeah. Turn it off! <laughs> that well, was so great. And then, like, do you guys think that all of those Infinity Stones and that, te- like, Tesseracts and stuff that are sitting in as, like, paperweights on people's desk are also now active? They're all now very Yeah, it would have been a good time yeah. to go grab one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it would I do mean, against the loom exploding, but... What does a Time Stone do in the TVA? Did they have any time. time Stones? I thought Time Stones were the only ones they didn't have. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. I don't, I don't remember, though. I, don't they, I thought that they would be had very interesting if they didn't. I uh, thought they had them all. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. I'll have to look in the drawer. But that, that, I thought there was one color missing. That would be interesting if the Time Stone was the way to like, like turn back the time of the TVA. If I could turn back time. So okay, anyway, yeah. not abruptly, they say turn it off. We have to we have to reboot the system that'll get rid of Miss Minutes blocking us from doing everything, mm-hmm. and it'll turn magic back on. And jaw drops a second time because the way Miss Minutes goes is oh, not yeah. very brutal, but it was very surrealist horror to yeah. me. Oh my Her God. like glitching out. But I have to tell you, I have to tell you, glitching. You'll never be him. All these <laughs> different versions of her. Then she's like a clock with her head i guess slumped a little yeah, and like cross X-I's, eyes yeah. and then the mean thing and then she goes back to like the original version for a second the yeah. arts and then Clock. she goes and then there's a little cursor did you see the cursor oh yeah after she fully goes there's a little like mouse cursor that's like blinking for a second and i was like ah that was that was, that was great <laughs> i really liked that uh what else they leave out that we have to fill in as Loki and Sylvie whisk timely away, Wolf prunes Renslayer. There's another moment. I mean, he didn't leave that one out, but... Also, it wasn't Wolf. It was Sylvie enchanting Wolf. Yes. Because um, he says, I think, bet you weren't expecting to see me again. I feel like that's the point in the episode, like in hindsight, that we should have realized a bunch of fuckery was about to happen because these yeah. two these two characters that they've been building up as like pretty bad villains... For the season, just go. They're just yeah. like that. Like no fight. Miss Minutes just goes away. Ravona just gets pruned by Brad like effortlessly, and and we're like, 
Okay, cool. And I, I don't know because they don't really spell it out, but I don't know if this reboot is just like a temporary stop of Miss Minutes. Like if like when the systems are back on, if she'll like, you know. Like, oh, yeah. No, my guess it's it's not like because she said that she used she learned through AI because like when you see her again, she's back at her original programming of just like, do you want to play chess? Right. Like it shows that like. Oh, yeah. Uh, it shows like her like original version. That to me, that was her rebooting back to like her original version before she had the AI to like give herself all kinds of knowledge. Hmm. I uh, kind of saw it as like a full system wipe. That like, might not end up mattering though. I I <laughs> saw how it this as, episode ends. right. I, I saw it as a default, like uh, a revert to factory settings. Oh, okay, like what yeah. are the factory settings of the TVA? They yeah, probably don't have be. a Miss Minutes. You yeah. Know? Like you've got solitaire and minesweeper on that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, did, oh, that other line, like, did you put games on that? Mobius is like, I won't make that same mistake twice. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gathers back in the loom room, where Timely offers to venture beyond the blast doors and fix the loom himself. He suits up, steps out into the radiation, and disintegrates with a scream, leaving the others horrified. The second jaw-dropping moment oh, yeah, of this episode. Oh, yeah, of Victor fourth? Timely. The fourth? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Fourth, fifth, <laughs> sixth. Uh, yeah, this this was. I did not expect this. <laughs> no, I was dumbfounded. Yeah, like I were watching, and it happens, and I said I wasn't not thinking, but I just said out loud, "That went poorly." <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was just like so shocked i can't remember the last time i have been that surprised by something i can because marvel oh and marvel yeah because it immediately made me think of the mountain and the viper it is the first i mean that is much more brutal that episode of game of thrones yeah Yeah. but the way that my jaw was on the floor and i like couldn't say anything for a few minutes that's how i felt with the very end of this episode was Mm -hmm. he explodes into strings and i'm just like yeah, like I I I couldn't move for a minute. Like I was, and then obviously you know what happens afterwards, and it does end up having a credit sequence with music, but just that like eight seconds of silence and black screen. Yeah, it's like oh okay, like is this over or something else about to happen? Yeah. What what's happening? Yeah, the loom appears to burst, and Loki season two episode four cuts the black. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Where do we go from here? <laughs> so they have released a trailer for the last two episodes. But I didn't watch it. Don't tell me anything. Um, yeah. I won't tell you anything. I watched it because I didn't realize that there was going to like be any new stuff because I was like, why would they show new stuff? But there's like, there's a very small amount of new stuff, but you can infer a lot from the small amount that you see. Oh. You can infer at least that they're not all dead, you know, type thing. Oh, sure. There will you know? be things that like, happen there in will the next be, two episodes. <laughs> there will be episodes five and six. Yeah, like, Those exist. Sure. Uh, but no, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Obviously, something is going to happen. Uh, if I was going to take an educated guess, I would say it has to do with Loki time skipping. Uh, oh, maybe he does right before it hits everybody. That's my guess, because what else would be so immediate? Yeah. That's, that is what I think happens. And in the preview of episode four this week, they start that, or the recap, I'm sorry, they oh, yeah. start with the him and Mobius in front of Obi at the counter skipping. 
Mm. And yeah, I mean, I guess they call back to it so that you remember, hey, he needs to prune himself. Sure. Right. But it also could be, don't forget about this thing that happened to him right. a month ago, you know? Yeah, that makes sense, actually. I didn't yeah. think about that. Because now the loom's out of control, so maybe right. whatever they did to fix it is broken. That's what I think, yeah. Yeah, that's smart. I also wonder if the fact that magic is still possible to be used at the moment because the systems are down, if that'll play into it in any way. Mm. Why do they always send the poor? Maybe we've, ar- <laughs> maybe we've already solved it. Maybe he time skips backwards. And grabs some infinity stones and pockets them. Yeah. <laughs> he get, and he's just got a pocket full of pocket full of infinity stones. Mm-hmm. As one does. And right before the loom gets him, he like snaps his fingers and I mean it's not on a glove. Maybe he fashions them into a nice little knit glove. Yeah. The infinity mitten. <laughs> the infinity mitten. <laughs> I feel like that exists. Like as like a Oh, someone's definitely I'm made sure, yeah. the oh, infinity yeah. mitten. Well, like infinity mitten to like get your muffins out of the oven, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like that exists. The Thanos apron with yeah, the infinity mitten. For sure. Yeah, kiss the cook. Yeah. <laughs> that for sure exists. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited for these last two episodes. I am honestly kind of upset that we're still only getting six episodes. Uh, I want more Loki. There is an infinity mitten. <laughs> yeah. The caption is, when your grand finds out you're collecting infinity stones, <laughs> and it's a knit infinity gauntlet. <laughs> That's cute. What are we going to rate? Episode four of Loki. Peach, we'll start with you. Oh, shit. Man, I loved this episode. I loved all of the jaw-dropping moments. I loved the humor. I loved the horror of it all. There was some great music once again. There was some great visuals once again. This is like a perfect episode of Loki for me. I'm giving this a 10. This is a 10 wow. spaghettis who remain out of 10. <laughs> Fuck. And I'm putting... Oh, no. Damn it, that was going to be mine. And I'm putting an asterisk on the 10 just because depending on what happens next, all of this like imminent doom and horror stuff, maybe it doesn't sit as well upon rewatch. But I think in the moment and watching it twice, again, really happy to want to watch these Disney Plus episodes yeah. a second time before yeah. we record. If they don't resolve it in a satisfying way, it might bring this down a little bit. A little. Oh, that's never happened before. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think as it stands right now, that was a perfect episode of, of this show. Uh, and I loved every second of it. What about you, Chris? I... Again, I really liked this one a lot. Um, the fact that it managed to surprise me multiple times in ways that they just have not been able to um, to surprise me in in a long time. Uh, I, I just thought it was a great episode. I, I wasn't like I'm not as over the moon on it as it um, over. Th- you can do this. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Try again. I'm not as over the moon about this episode as Peaches is. <laughs> you got there. But I'm close. You know, I'm I'm at least on the moon here. I'm not as over the Peaches moons is. <laughs> What's Peaches moons is, Peaches? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Uh, anyway. So uh, I'm not wearing pants. What the hell ever. Uh, nine hot cocoa machines <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> I also really like this episode. I thought it was really good. I think I'm with Chris that it wasn't like I'm not over the moon for it. 
in the same way that you are a peach, but I still like really, really, really liked it. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it uh, nine uh, small cubes full of people out of ten. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. My, one of my options was compacted Minutemen. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you guys definitely think, though, I don't remember all your other episode ratings. You, you think this is the best episode of this season so far, right? Um, Based on to, your ratings, I'd have to it has back. been. I think I rated I think. the first episode of nine as well. You did. Yeah, that's right. I, I liked three and four probably on about the same level for different reasons. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to do another rewatch and, re- and rewatch everything. And... Oh, man. Oh, no. I have to watch more Loki? Darn. No. Ah, twist, Again, twist my it's arm. so nice to have a good show. I on. know. Compared to last time when we were like, well, I guess we'll never fucking know. We're not going back to that. Damn. It's time for everyone's favorite. Recommendation jingle. Yeah. Do you guys have a recommendation to help the listeners get through their week? First, I want to say that I, before I give my recommendation, that I took two recommendations. One of them is kind of cheating, so I'll say that one first. I watched Follow the House of Usher. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, you uh, did. I was going to watch it whether you recommended it or not. No, but, you don't tell them that. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, very, very good if you like Flanagan stuff. Uh, definitely watch it. And if I'll don't. co-sign that as well. We just finished it up a couple days ago. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, very, really enjoyed it. Hell yeah, brother. I recommend going out and reading the Edgar Allan Poe short stories as well. They're, it's public domain. They're all on the internet for free. So, I also watched... Barbarian. Hey. Hey, wait. And I watched Malignant. Did you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, How'd you feel about Barbarian? It's exactly what you guys said. Do not look up anything about this movie. Not a single thing. If you know anything, it won't hit the same. Yeah. Go yeah. into it knowing nothing. They're making a Barbarian video game they just announced, and I have no idea what that is going to be like. And that's how it should stay, probably. Yes. Yeah. Bailey sent me this tweet. Uh, you got this. I don't know if I do. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I still have it. Is this the tweet that... She's like, this had to have inspired Barbarian. Hold on. Oh, God, she's... Or is it going to reveal something about the movie? Because uh, we don't want the listeners to no, know. No, sorry, listeners. This is literally just... So I'm us. just going to cut this out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't see it here. So Might be an awkward it, transition. It might be uh, for another time. I got added to a group chat with Danny Bailey and Peaches after I said I watched Barbarian. Did you just just so I could see <laughs> a, a joke that that Bailey had sent them after the movie after okay. s- seeing the first the time? Yeah. Was it the one that I'm thinking of? Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yes. <laughs> that one. I yes. don't think you should cut this out. I think the listeners, listeners like to be uh, in the dark. If you want to know about this meme. Let us know that you've seen Barbarian, and we will send it to you. It will yeah. not make sense if you've not seen Barbarian, not so don't all. tell us. Don't tell us. I wouldn't say that Malignant was as, like, don't know anything about this as Barbarian was. Uh, and I do, as much as I love weird stuff, parts of Malignant, I was telling Chris this at Horror Nights, parts of Malignant were, like, almost too weird for me. Like, I, I was like, know. what the fuck? In particular... <laughs> One thing about it that weirded me out was actually the music because mm. the music in the movie is so like epic and loud in very random spots of the movie. It'll just like pick up and be like, oh my God, something is about to happen. And like nothing that significant happens every time, like not every time, sure. but sometimes something cool happens and sometimes the music's just being real fucky and real loud. <laughs> and you're like, I don't really understand. Um, 
but I did understand the twist because of like the context clues, like you were saying, Chris. Like yeah. you can kind of guess what's happening in that movie, and it, you're still kind of like, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I say so. like, even when you know what's coming, even when you figure it out, I personally think the reveal scene is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at us taking each other's recommendations. How about that? Yeah, someone take one of my recommendations. I have before. That's I've, true. I've played God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> well, let's see what you recommend today, and I'll let you know if I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably will. And if he'll take your recommendations. Hey, Let's go. I'm recommending Spider Man 2 for the PS5. Yes, I will take that. Real good. It's very good. It's more Spider-Man. If you have played Spider-Man and uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, it's more of that. If you're looking for a Mario Wonder-esque reinvention of the wheel, you're not getting that. Hmm. You're getting a sequel to two other games. Uh, If you're cool (laughs) with that, you're going to love the game. It's more Spider-Man. They add extra systems. Spider-Man has new powers. Uh, Spoiler alert, that's literally on the box of the game, but like the symbiote is part of it. Uh, so if you like that, it's an, a really interesting telling of the symbiote story. They definitely go in much different directions than the comics or any of the shows. So you're telling me he doesn't say, now dig on this and then dance around? No, unfortunately. And have the emo hair? You're telling me a shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> Are you telling me that he doesn't make friends with the uh, convenience store owner? Uh yeah, and you'll get your money when you fix this damn door. And <laughs> these cookies are good. Go make me some more. <laughs> now, did you get the special edition so you got 19 inches of venom or no? I what did, the fuck? I did not get the 19 <laughs> have inches. Have you not heard of I have no idea what that was. <laughs> that was a fun thing to just hear. So, what if <laughs> if you got bought the special edition, there was a 19-inch statue of venom fighting the spiders man ah and uh apparently the playstation uk tweet posted it and said treat yourself to 19 inches of venom <laughs> and that became a meme <laughs> wow for all the reasons you'd expect wow that's funny does uh, it have a flared base i mean <laughs> venom has feet <laughs> okay it's a good game. <laughs> it's a it's a real good game. If you like Spider Man, go pick it up. It's also a really easy game to platinum. I'm probably gonna platinum it because it just you play the game and then suddenly you walk into a platinum. To be honest with That's you, that's kind of what I've heard as well. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I could use an easy platinum. Yeah, with all the trouble you've had to go through lately for your platinum. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, I got the MK1 plat. God Fuck that man. game. I'm gonna. This is what's gonna happen now. Every time a DLC character comes out, I'm gonna boot up the game. I'm gonna play them through tower mode one time and then i'll be like see you next time <laughs> just wait until Liu kang reboots the timeline again and takes away your platinum oh fuck that dude that you mean in my old timeline i had a platinum uh, yeah <laughs> i would be very very cross i bought spider-man 2 and i'm gonna play it i'm gonna take your recommendation but it's gonna be after i replay spider-man 1 because okay. I got the platinum for that, but I didn't get all DLC trophies, Ooh. and that means the number next to the platinum does not show 100%. So I get to go mess around with Screwball. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. I, there's a spoiler. Screwball is not in the sequel. Thank God. Yes. Thank you. I um, I also have purchased Spider-Man 2. I just haven't had a chance to actually download and play it yet. 
Do they have as tough of um, swinging trials as they had in the first game? Do you remember how tough some of those were to get like the They're, the highest? Oh, one of the ones where you had to, like, follow the drone. Yeah, I remember being no, really frustrating. So they added in a new mechanic. It's a wingsuit, mm-hmm. and all of the stuff that used to be about swinging is now about the wingsuit. And the wingsuit, in my opinion, is a lot easier. Gotcha. Okay. There are like these like birds you have to follow around in the wingsuit. Are Howard's uh, pigeons back? No, but there okay. is a mission with Howard that I haven't done yet. Oh, okay. There, it feels so like there is not less, but there are less of the superfluous stuff around it, but more like the, 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 there are a few side missions that are like really good. There's one with Miles and Mysterio. Hmm. Really Ooh. cool. Really, really cool. Um, if you've played the DLC, there's one with... Spider, there's a mission like an ongoing side mission with Spider-Man and Yuri. That oh, very great. cool! That kind of picks up where the DLC left off. That might explain why Danny texted me this morning and said, "Have you played the Spider-Man DLC?" Yeah, he and texted me as well. Yeah, I said, "Yeah," <laughs> and I was like, "Did you?" He said, "No." I was like, "Oh, I bet they follow up on some of that stuff in yes. the sequel." Yes, and he they said, do. I think so. <laughs> and I was like, "I bet he's talking about Yuri." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Black Cat is also in there again, and there's uh, the section where you're playing. Where she's there is also very, very cool. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, Black Cat is awesome. Yeah, I, right. I look forward to, to playing this. Who's next? I'll go next. I have two extremely different recommendations. One, alluded to earlier, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Ooh. Whoa. I loved this game. It's a, it's a cool throwback to, you know, it's, another, it's a new brand new side-scrolling Super Mario Brothers game, but... What it does, first of all, the animation and art style. That's what it do. Bottom green. (laughs) Uh, The animation style, it's just a lot of fun. (laughs) It's very kind of cartoony in a way that, like, the new Super Mario Brothers games were not. So, like, when when Mario runs, you know, his feet, like, turn into fast little circles and stuff like that. (laughs) The way he jumps, it looks like the cover of Super Mario Brothers 2. That's what it reminds me of, Mm. at least. And, And it's just... Very. You played as very Mario. Distinct look. I played as Mario. I, pl- I've, I played I, as Luigi. I played as a couple different characters. I I I changed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did, I did like a couple worlds as Mario, a couple as Luigi. I did one or two as Daisy. Um, Do you know Daisy is a playable character in Super Mario Bros. Wonder? That's a TikTok meme right now. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Keep going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun, <laughs> and the uh, the gimmick of this game is that in every level you find something called you can find something called a wonder flower and what it does is it transforms the stage and changes up the gameplay every single level just about has a completely different wonder mechanic the game never stops surprising you with new crazy things to do um all the way through to the very end i think uh, the final level is really wild with some of the wonder stuff they do uh, the final boss is, I think, maybe the most fun I've had finding a final boss in a 2D Mario game probably ever. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times it was just like, oh, this boss is like the other bosses, but bigger. Or, you know, like the Super Mario World final boss is pretty good. It had kind of a neat conceit. But yeah, this one, they're, they're just throwing new gameplay ideas at you the entire game. And it's just so much fun. So much to find. I've already 100% cleared it. Got all six medals on my... Uh, save file i have nothing left to do in the game now nice um you got all the standees yep nice yeah so uh the other thing i want to recommend is a little film called killers of the flower moon 
little uh, film. Little film. It's about three oh, and a half yeah. hours long. Uh, it's Martin Scorsese's new movie. I'm aware of the irony of me recommending Martin Scorsese on our Marvel podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, but this is cinema. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, based on a true story. Um, it's about uh, the Osage Nation, a uh, Native American uh, tribe in Oklahoma. Their land that they lived on, that they were given by the United States government, given, I say, you know what I mean? Turns out it had oil on it. So they became rich, which is great. You know, it's very, it's kind of like a funny irony how, you know, they were kind of given what was thought to be crappy land. And hey, guess what? It has oil. So now we've got all the money. And what ended up happening was, and this is, again, this is all based on a true story. Uh, There were a lot of murders. It was like kind of a killing spree that happened there of um, mostly white people killing them to get the claims to their land, uh, to get the oil. And it was actually one of the first cases, one of the first high-profile cases investigated by the FBI, which was a new bureau at this time. So this, it tells a story, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, his character marries uh, a Native American woman, uh, played by Lily Gladstone, who I'm going to call right now, and this is not a hot take. She's probably going to win the Oscar. Hmm. She's phenomenal. Um, a lot of great performances in it. Robert De Niro's in it. Uh, hey, hey, you're in it. That's me. Every time he got on screen, I'm like, what am I doing there? Um, <laughs> and he, he's talking with like a country accent, which is very strange. No way. Can you do that? I, uh, well, he could barely do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because every once in a while, I'd be like, mm, no, he just sounds like De Niro there. But then uh, every once in a while, I'd be like, well, you know why? You know? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. What's but, that thing every time we tell you to do De Niro that you say? What What's the line you there's, go to? There's two. I, 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 go, I always go back to, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Yeah, no. Or, you're laughing? That one. The man is dead and you're laughing? Yeah. <laughs> from, from Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I've not seen, but I, I've seen that what at least. I've seen that part. I'm like, you know, that's enough. That's enough for me. Uh, but yes, this movie, um, like I said, it's very long. It's in theaters right now, but it will eventually be on Apple TV Plus. Um, it was an Apple co-production. Um, but it's very good. Um, honestly, the first hour is like, I don't know like how I'm feeling about this movie just yet. By the end, I was like almost in tears. Like it had me completely. Uh, so yeah, it's a very, very good movie. So if you get a chance, uh, that's my recommendation. Noise. What you got, Peaches? I was sitting on watching this for a long time because I think I texted Eduardo about it like three times before I finally just decided to watch it because uh, I I didn't want to start a series that wasn't finished. You know, we, we do this podcast and, and it kind of actually helps that they do it this way so that we have chunks to talk about the stuff in. But yeah. my preference is to just be able to binge something that I want to watch. Um, and so I kept asking him if it was good and he's like, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I think he responded to like a different flavor of the same thing every time. So I finally, like I looked at the schedule. I haven't said what it is yet, but he knows. Um, I looked at the schedule for the show and it turns out the finale is next week or actually later this week now. Um, and I was like, oh, well it's eight episodes long. I have seven to watch so I can watch them all and then watch the finale with everybody else. So I'm going to recommend Gen V. Um, oh, okay. Gen V is a spinoff show uh, in the boys' universe. Um, and it's not even, I don't even know if I'd really call it a spinoff show. It's more of like a side story. 
Um, you follow these like college kids. There's, uh, God, it's like they they nickname it God U. Um, I don't remember what the it's like Godolkin University or something, but they call it God U, and it's where all of the, you know, the college aged soups go. Uh, to go to school and to major in like crime fighting or major in um, entertainment or the different things in the boys universe that they end up making soups do. Uh, and it's really cool. Um, it turns out most of the boys stuff is really good. Uh, they, in in my opinion, the boys shows that come out, they just keep getting better and better. Like the first season was like, all right, that was kind of like gritty, but it was good, I guess. And then season two was like, Hey, that was pretty good. And season three was like, where the fuck is more boys? Like I need more (laughs) of the boys. Um, so looking forward to the next season of that, but in the meantime, definitely recommend Gen V. I don't want to reveal too much, but you learn a lot about the main characters pretty quickly. They're cool. They have a cool set of powers. Um, the main, main character has blood bending essentially, so she will like she carries like a knife on her and she'll like cut her hand open and then she'll um you know manipulate blood um there's a magneto on the show like sick, her sick. the the second main character is like magneto basically um and his dad is also magneto they're both they're like just two versions of the same guy um one of the other main characters has um like purple man powers Oh, so like she touches you and tells you to do something and you do it. Um, and one of the other characters is able to shift between a, a dude and a lady. Um, and the dude has super strength and the lady has energy projection. Well, that's interesting. So it's really cool to watch them switch between like there's a bunch of fight scenes with them and they will go between like switching to the guy form to like take a hit. And then they'll go back to the girl form to blast whoever they're fighting away with like the energy beams. That's really cool. Um, there's one more character they hang out with. Oh yeah, Cricket. Cricket is like the funniest character in the show, and her power is super weird. She can grow and shrink. So basically, Ant Man. Sure. Except the way that she grows and shrinks is by eating or throwing up. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. What the fuck? So she shrinks when she vomits, and she grows when she eats. It is very strange. That's super weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, show's great. Uh, if you like anything in the boys' universe, I'd give it a chance. But I think because it's a side story, you could probably watch it and be just fine. Now I have heard. Yeah, I actually haven't watched the boys. I know. I have heard that this is going to lead into season four of the boys. It would. Which will yeah. then lead into season two of Gen V. It would make sense. So I sense. think they are tying them together. Yeah, it would make sense with what happened in the seventh episode. Um, seventh? Yeah. That's I, how many you've watched? I'm caught up, yes. I binged it. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it all. I think last time we talked, you had watched the first episode. So what happened was, work has been an absolute pile of dog shit lately. Sure, sure. And on Saturday, I said, I'm not doing anything no one can make me do anything except for the work that i had to do in the morning on saturday but other than that work (laughs) no one can make me do anything and that's the same day i got the platinum for mortal kombat one and what i did was i had one more so the big trophy in that game is to get five 
cameo characters to the max level. Yeah. And the cameo characters get EXP way slower than the main characters, so it takes a long time. I had five levels to go on my fifth character, so I had watched a couple episodes the night before of Gen V, and then I was like, you know what? Here's what I'll do. I'll watch one episode of Gen V, then I'll gain one level with Cyrax. <laughs> then I'll watch one episode of Gen V, then I'll gain one level with Cyrax. And I just did that back and forth until I was done with both things. Nice. <laughs> so so that's why uh, I watched it all, because it was like the reward <laughs> for sure. leveling Cyrax up. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so, I, so it makes sense that they would end up being a part of the same story um, without revealing too much of anything. And I do think you could watch it without having seen the boys, but because the stories would probably line up. And I will say for fans of the boys, there are definitely moments that make it very obvious that it is in that universe. Like, you know, the sort of scenes that are in the first couple seasons, the like really grotesque over the top stuff. Sure, They're not in just the, fir- they're in every season. No, I know. I know. No, no, no. Like the first few episodes of every season I meant. But it's really spread out, actually, now that yeah. I think about it. Anyway, those grotesque scenes that make the boys the boys yeah. are very present in this show. Sure. Um, like, even five minutes into the first episode is like, oh. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, well, I need <laughs> so, to watch it. Ba- yeah. it's next. I think it's next on Bailey and I's list. She has finally relented to let me watch Ahsoka on my own because we just have too many shows, and yeah. I would like to have a show that I'm watching. Uh, so I think I'm going to watch that next. But I feel also, like y'all would like it. I'm about to do a rewatch of Invincible because Invincible season two comes out uh, on the 4th. It's the 30th. So in like less than a week. Oh, no. Yeah. Is that a binge or is that one episode at a time? I think they're going to release a few and then it'll be a, no, a one episode at a time. I don't want that. <laughs> I miss Invincible so much. Chris, if you're going to watch either of these, I think you should watch Invincible. Okay. I They're think both you would very really like bloody. It. Also, rumor, this is just a rumor. It hasn't been confirmed, but lots of internet sleuths have uh, pointed to things. There is a chance Spider-Man is going to be in I've this I've heard season. that because I've I've read the comic, the the Invincible Spider-Man crossover. I oh, kind really? Of, I kind of hate that because I... I'm scared for Peter Parker. No, 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 don't worry. I'm afraid. It, it, if it's anything like the comic, it'll take place in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because um, I, I don't know how much I should say. Um, oh, in case they make there it is part a of the character, story. So there's a character in Invincible that's the main villain of this one that his power is like he can go to other dimensions and like he's like a multiversal type. Oh, like Spot. Because we don't have sort enough of, of those. Sort of. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, the 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 show writers have been like, look, he's just what comes next in the comics. Like, that's just he's he. We didn't plan this with all the other multiverse yeah. stuff. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am assuming at some point, Invincible ends up in. He ends up. I think in the comic, he gets like punched through several universes and has to get mm. back to his own. And one of the ones he falls into is the six one six comics universe. And it's a Marvel team up because Robert Kirkman was writing Marvel team up at this time. Mm. Uh, so he did a crossover of Spider-Man and Invincible. Uh, it's, again, me not having actually read any Invincible comics or watched the show, I still enjoyed the comic when I read it. Yeah. So. One of the guys that regularly voices Spider-Man is in the credits for um, oh that's why people know and that's why people think he's going to be in so they think specifically it's going to be a crossover with the spectacular spider-man yes uh cartoon who also he had a cameo in uh across the spider-verse 
mm. that version of Spider-Man. Oh yeah, Which, I remember us talking about like that. And that's like become like a beloved version. People really yeah. like that. Okay, that, so hopefully that was, they don't kill him. Because <laughs> that was a show that had a lot of fans, and it ended up ending prematurely. Yeah. Because Sony negotiated away the TV rights to Disney. Yeah. Um, mm. for I think for an extension to the movie rights or something like that. So Disney ended that show and started their own new animated Spider-Man show. But by all accounts, that was a very good show. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch Josh, it. Josh Keaton, right? That is our recommendation to Chris. Chris, yeah, you should watch Invincible. <laughs> watch okay. Invincible. I think you'd really like it. Yeah. Yeah, and you watch Den- Gen V. That's yeah. They're both on Prime, right? They're both yeah. on Prime. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so. Patreon.com slash assembly required. Thank you to all of our patrons. Huge shout outs to our Avengers level patrons, Brian, Riley, and Adrian. If you'd like to email the show, you can do so. Assembly required cast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at assemblycast. But that's going to do it for myself, for Chris, for Peaches. We love you 3000. Bye, everybody. Excelsior. Holy moly. I was looking at you waiting for you to say Excelsior. No, wait, that's me. I'm the one that says that. I know. I'm Excelsior. My brain went through Excelsior. Boobly boobly. No, no, but I'm the one. I did. I made this. countries lay before me where should I fly to first <laughs> ah, the pit of the donut mmm thank you turkey mmm buckle up let's see where we shall go next ah the Danish <laughs> clearly from Brussels mmm 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 hello Greece where the yogurt flows like water. Mm, yes. Like go good but to stay. <laughs> mm. Mm. So good. Mm. Pulling into Spain. Mm. Baked to perfection. Can you believe it? It all comes with the room. I love being incontinent. I love being incontinent. I delight to the senses. Isn't it, my friend? Isn't it? Yes. I'll have what I'm having. I'll have what I'm having. <laughs>